Alright guys, what's up? This is the Genocidal Talk. I want to talk to you guys real quick um, before I do my podcast. I know I haven't been on um, as of recent, but I'm on it now. I'm getting back on it. There's more stuff that's going to be talked about today. Um, So first off, I'm going to talk about the fact that I'm probably not going to do the co-host stuff anymore, really. I'm going to be rarely doing that. It's not going to be as often. I'm going to be doing this by myself. Um, I'm just sick and tired of the, uh, the, the, the co-host I was working with. It's more of like he's a snake. So, um, that's, I'm going to talk to you guys on a, on a separate note, um, later on tonight on my, um, podcast, uh, Let's Talk Real. Um, I'm going to be talking about it on here on the Judge How Talk. So that's going to be just a separate episode, um, where I'm just, going over everything, but I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things that have been going on in the wrestling industry, so let's go and talk about that, this is the John Sound Talk, and I'm your host, Franklin, so, um, the first, the first thing that I, I want to talk about was the Enzo Amore, uh, I can't call him Enzo Amore anymore, I want to call him Real One, the Real One, new music, um, Bear Me As A G, I listened to the song, Song was pretty dope. Um, he dropped actually subliminals in his um in that song where he was talking about Vince McMahon and the WWE. He was saying how they never wished him for future endeavors, but he really never needed it. I knew from the vibe of that song that he was going to talk about WWE, and and in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, you know, how random would it be if he brought up the WWE? And he did. He brought it up. Talked about how they released him from his contract and, you know, they didn't wish him any future endeavors. And it was just more of a subliminal diss to the company that he used to, you know, that he used to once work with. It was pretty cool to hear the song, though, overall, and the music video was pretty dope. I felt like this song needed a little bit more, but the song was overall good. Take a listen to it. It's Bury Me as a G Real One. And, uh, like, it's really cool. It got dropped, uh, I want to say, a couple of days ago on hip-hop, um, World Star Hip-Hop. So, just take a listen to that. That song is really dope. And he, like I said again, he dropped um, the WWE reference in there. And how do I feel about that? I feel like it was really so cleverly played out. It's not even funny. It was really dope. I like the song. Take a listen to it. It's really worth uh, listening to. But moving on from that. We're going to talk about CM Punk and his lawsuit. Um, CM Punk had a lawsuit against the WWE. Speaking of the WWE, that's hilarious. Uh, Segways. <laughs> um, the WWE, uh, I want to say, what was it? Oh, the doctors um, sued CM Punk for defamation of character. And pretty much CM Punk, after he got released from the WWE, he did not speak to any podcasters, did not take any interviews except Cole Cabana, and he went on Cole Cabana's podcast, and he was talking so much shit about the WWE and how the doctors were misdiagnosing him for a staph infection to the concussion that he had gotten, just everything overall. Uh, I want to say, I'm sorry guys, I, it just got cut out, but... He was talking about the WWE um, doctors, 
how they misdiagnosed him as uh, from his staph infection for the concussion that he could, that he gotten. Um, and during this lawsuit, um, the doctor, like again, he was on the podcast. The doctor took a listen to the podcast, sued him for defamation of character. And at first, it was agreed upon. I think it was one million or two million dollars. He bumped it up to four for every minute. Um. <clears throat> For every minute that he was on that podcast talking about it. Um, and the podcast, I believe, was four hours long. So he sued for four hour, uh, four hours worth of stuff, which is $4 million. Um, that's what, that was the key thing that threw out that case immediately. It was just the fact that simply he was suing for $4 million when it could have been just one or two. So he got greedy with the, the lawsuit in itself. And then on top of that... Everything that the 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 the, uh, the doctor was saying was not completely true. CM Punk brought light to a lot of stuff. Go and check out the um, Wrestle Talk. They will give you more insight to it. But what I remember the most distinctly was how they called sports entertainment for WWE. It's like like a live action soap drama kind of like thing. It was like a they they say it was a live action uh, live action movie and i found i found that very cliche-ish um i didn't like the fact that they did that um i didn't i didn't like the fact that at all again cm punk brought a lot to light on the wwe and how everything behind the uh, closed doors is not what it seems to be and i i that just opened my eyes to be completely honest with you i never thought cm punk would be the guy who would well not expose them but more of the guy to just be like, okay, I want to just move past it. It's been like, I don't know, four years now that the suit has been going on. And he won the suit. Um, so now he's he moved on. He transitioned. Um, he's no longer working with wrestling. Um, one of the interviewers after his court case asked him, you know, dropped a little tease. Are you all in? And if you don't know what that reference is, it's a reference to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm being so rude again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a reference to Cody Rhodes' new, prom- uh, not promotion, new uh, pay-per-view all-in that's happening September 1st. And CM Punk said that he's not all-in. So that means we might not get a gander of CM Punk being there. Hopefully we do. Hopefully we, you know, hopefully he says something, does a promo, um, and wrestle. Um, but... It seems like he was more focused on his UFC career. And speaking of his UFC career, he lost to two at two twenty three. He got his face mashed up. It was to the point where they had to take him to the hospital. Um, when he went to the hospital, that they they told him that uh, he's he's not. It's just minor bruises. Um, and he got he left that same night, and he went home. Um. I, I want to say that fight was pretty brutal. I saw it. CM Punk lasted a lot longer than when um, he first debuted. And Dana White even put out a statement on CM Punk's behalf. He's saying the guy is 39 years old. Phil Brooks is 39 years old. Um, and he said that also that he is um, getting older. He's really respectable. He likes him. It's just they... Don't want to go in the, the, the direction where he keeps going and keeps fighting. It has to do with the fact that he did lose this fight. 
And then they turned to the guy, I, I think it was uh, MJ Brooks, uh, I think that was his name. Um, they said that it was pitiful, disgusting how he let CM Punk last three rounds. And it was just like as if um, he was more disgraced and disgusted with the, the fact that CM Punk lasted that long. And he was just taunting and playing around in the in the octagon. Um, overall, the MJ Brooks, he came back and he said to Dana White, how, how was I being, and he, th- and Dana White thought he was fucking stupid, so that's, that's something to really, like, think about, but he turned around, and he said, how can I be taunting and teasing and playing around when the guy is really tough, and he was defending CM Punk as well, everybody was defending CM Punk, so CM Punk took an L on this one, I, I want to say that he's going back to wrestling, and hopefully he does, because there's no future for mixed martial arts, um, Corey Graves even had something to say about it. He how he let down everybody in the back. Um, how he let himself down. Uh, how CM Punk let him down actually, as well. And he just it just feel like it was all bad uh, bad blood from there. Um, I don't think CM Punk is gonna be back in the WWE, but maybe he'll go back to the independent scene. Hopefully, we do see him in the independent scene. Hopefully, we see him in All In because that tickets flew. When they heard CM Punk was going to be there. Or at least be in that facility. So hopefully that that's true. And we got a CM Punk appearance. And hopefully a return from CM Punk. Um, what else I want to say. I want to also say that. Um, they also. Dana White. They. Dana White also fired CM Punk and MJ Brooks. He fired the both of them. He fired MJ Brooks again for how long the match lasted. He fired CM Punk because the guy lost two matches and he's 39 years old. And he doesn't want to keep putting him in, in spots where, uh, well, in fights where it's like he's not going to win and it's, he's going to lose and stuff like that. Um, so Dana White just fired the both of them. So there's no future for him in UFC. Maybe he goes to Bellator. I, I I hope not. Maybe not. But you never know. People are crazy enough to go anywhere to just just to get you know the money. Um, speaking of UFC and mixed martial arts, Ronda Rousey is getting introduced in uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame of UFC for the first woman ever to be in the UFC to to be in, um in a division in the woman uh to, to okay I'm sorry I'm stuttering. Ronda Rousey is getting introduced, inter, introduced, inducted into the UFC's Hall of Fame for being the first woman to to bring the bantamweight to UFC and being the first com- woman competitor. This is pretty cool. I hope we see her at like you know her fullest and happiest. You know she seems pretty happy on Instagram. So hopefully we see that tough look again and, and happy Ronda as well because it seems like Ronda Rousey has been happy about it. She announced it on her Instagram and it was just pretty cool that she she uh, announced it and that she's going now out to um, UFC and be inducted into the Hall of Fame and being the first woman to be inducted as well as that. Um, she Like I said, she's a trailblazer. She blazed the way for women now to be able to fight in the UFC and be taken very seriously and not just eye candy. Now, what does that mean for the WWE and her career? Segway. Um, 
So, from what it was reported at first, she signed a multi-year deal with the WWE and that, you know, she was going to be with them for a very long time and that this was her dream. Well, apparently not anymore. Um, reports came in today that, you know, after just one year, because she they said that she signed a one-year uh, suit for the WWE. Um, they're saying that she might be leaving and might be going back to UFC. We don't know yet. Um, Ric Flair announced it on on a podcast. More of an interview with some guy. I don't remember the guy with Hulk Hogan there. But um, pretty much they were saying, like, she's not happy there. And it just feel like it's not her really saying the, the, the things that, this, that she's saying. Or saying she's not saying things that she want to say. And it's the WWE just scripting out stuff for her to say. And it was just really all bad, bad around. You know, it's just, they just feel like as if she's, she's just being, um, she's just being there to be used because she's a public name and a public figure and somebody who's bigger than, you know, the WWE itself. And she signed a one year deal. And I, they think that after, uh, the Royal Rumble of next year, she's going to be out and, She's not re-signing with the WWE. I hope not. I hope that she stays with the WWE and hopefully builds something better for her. Because, like I said, her being introduced into the WWE as a UFC fighter, she should be aligned with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's already managing Brock Lesnar as is. Why not manage the best fighting women alive, Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey doesn't look happy about any of this, um, so we will see what's going on here. We'll see if Ronda Rousey actually um, stays with the company or not, but from what was reported, she has really great back um, backstage elegancy. Um, she She's really well-liked in the backstage. She's really well-liked in the back office. You know, everybody loves her, and the fact that she's having now problems with WWE and not happy, and she's just really miserable all around, I think now, it's one of those things where it's like, don't meet your, um, don't meet the person that you look up to, like, don't meet your real life hero, because they could let you down, they're real let down, so, I feel like now she's, she got to her dream job, and it's been nothing but a let down to her, because the simple fact is, she thought wrestling would be just like UFC, and it's not, it's a whole different environment, there's, so much more that goes around and on in the backstage. Well, whether it be politicking, whether it be uh, the simple fact that people are just, just simply, you know, taking this as a ride. She's learning that the, the ins and outs of the business. And I'm, I'm pretty sure now she just she's miserable about it. She's she's upset about the, the whole entire contract thing to begin with. Or maybe it was just a bad week for her. She just genuinely in, wasn't in a good mood that, that week. Um, I'm going to go watch the clips, actually, of her. Hopefully, there's clips of her segments tonight. I'll watch that and see how she acts. And I'll give you an update and on my next podcast um, that I'm going to be doing pretty soon. Uh, where I, I'm just exposing everything as well uh, about what's going on with me. But speaking of Ronda Rousey, one last time I'm going to speak about Ronda Rousey. <laughs> um... So what's being reported, hopefully it's not 100% accurate, but it seems like Natalia is going to be ringing the money in the bank. Um, and she's going to be cashing in um, to 
against Ronda Rousey in our match to win the Raw's women's title. Now, this gets this is where it gets really interesting, and I feel like this is what's gonna happen. Um, there was reports that the WWE was trying to re-sign James Ellsworth, and if you don't know who James Ellsworth is, he's the guy that came up last year um, who got signed by the WWE for just... At first, he was signed as a jobber, but then he turned around and he pretty much um, became a full-time wrestler, and he beat the lights of AJ Styles. Um, I... You know, he had a great run with Carmella, um, and overall he was getting beat up, and then he got released. Supposedly, he was supposed to get a push at WrestleMania. That never happened. Um, but after leaving the WWE, he made the Intergender Heavyweight Championship, where men and women can challenge for the belt. And what does that mean? That means he has wrestling matches around the world against women and men. So he doesn't discriminate because the storyline that they were going to give him for the WWE, he's going to come out as a woman. And, you know, he was supposed to get pushed and I guess winning the women's championship for SmackDown. And it never happened. Thank God, because, you know, Santina Morella, the Santana, his, his sister, you know, that one was that segment was weird in itself. Santina Morella being a, dressing up as a woman was weird, um, so them trying to repeat history, I guess, it was a bad idea, and I, I guess Vince saw it, and he released James Ellsworth, but from what it was allegedly uh, reported, James Ellsworth is going to be signed back with the WWE at Money in the Bank, so that means he might be helping out um, Natasha, Natasha, Natalia, um, when the WWE Money in the Bank, uh, women's one, money, women's Money in the bank. Now, the way I think that they're going to execute this, and I feel like this is how they're going to execute it, and hopefully the WWE picks up on this and not, like, do this whole, okay, we'll leave cliffhangers or we won't give the people what they want. Um, I feel like, because Carmella is the champion now, so it's, like, kind of redundant, but I feel like the the next best, the person he had beef with was Be- Becky Lynch. So I think Becky Lynch... Is going to climb the ladder. And when she climbs the ladder. She's going to be so close to the briefcase. James Ellsworth then pulls her off the ladder. Um, then she puts uh, James Ellsworth in the disarmor. Long enough for Natalia to come into the side. Kick uh, Becky Lynch in the face. Run to grab the title. Not the title. Grab the uh, money in the briefcase. And then cash in against her best friend. Later on that uh, later on that night, I feel like that's how it's gonna happen. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not gonna happen like that. Maybe he's gonna actually go and steal the spotlight for Carmella and come out and you know cost Carmella the championship, or maybe help her win the uh, retain the championship that she has, the SmackDown's Women's Championship. Maybe that could happen. We never know. We don't know, but we're waiting for confirmation of that to happen. Um. I think Vince McMahon is scared in itself that he's going to have the first ever intergender champion that used to work for WWE and who was making a name for himself even more now that he left the WWE, go to All In and defend his title there. Um, 
And I also want to congratulate, because this has been long overdue, I want to congratulate uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho for winning the IGPW uh, World Heavyweight Champion, IGPW uh, Intercontinental uh, Championship. Title, championship. Um, They both deserved it. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Jericho beating Naito for the Intercontinental title. Which then, now, he cuts the promo after winning the title, and he says straight up, like, hey, you know, as I'm not Naito, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Jericho, I, I'm going to bring this title everywhere with me, everywhere, I, every time, anywhere I go, whether I'm eating, sleeping, um, taking a shit, wherever this title's going to be on me, I'm not going to leave it around just like Naito did. Um, Kenny Omega, he beat... I... I don't remember his name. I don't want to butcher his name either, but I don't remember it. But he beat... I'll look at it right now as we speak while we're, while I'm waiting. Um, Kenny Omega versus Okada. Okay, so it was Okada. Um, he, faced, he faced Okada um, for the IGPW... Um, World Heavyweight Championship and beating him for the IGPW Championship and ending his two-year reign as IGPW Champion. Now, the next bout is going to be Chris Jericho. Oh, not Chris Jericho. It's going to be Kenny Omega versus um, Cody Rhodes for the IGPW World Heavyweight Championship. That's going to be a very interesting match considering that how... um, Considering how that Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes have legit, not, I want to say legit beef, because it seems like it's spilled into the, the elite, into the Bullet Club, so it's legit beef, um, I'm going to see how this, this beef ends up, and how it plays out, and everything, and hopefully, Kenny Omega still remains as champion, you never know, um, the Young Bucks also picked up the IGPW World Tag Team Heavyweight Championship. So congrats, uh, congratulations to them as well. Um, but like I said, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho picked up the IGPW Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship. And Chris Jericho actually put it on his uh, Instagram saying that how him and the homeboy dream, uh, Kenny Omega, they finally accomplished their that what they dreamt for what they worked hard for and that um that these two canadians from the same town are now well respected and it just seems like it's really cool that kenny omega uh and Ken, uh chris jericho you know not only give credit to canada but also you know acknowledge the fact that they came from nothing and just had wrestling in their life and they're they're at the top of the world now and he also, you know, gives a shout out to New Japan, uh, New Japan World Pro Wrestling. I'm sorry, Pro Wrestling. And it seems like there's going to be more problems for Chris Jericho and his uh, and WWE and his future endeavors with them. So it was supposed to be a one-off match between Chris Jericho and um, Kenny Omega, where Vince McMahon cleared that. Um, as you can clearly tell, the match has been passed. And now Chris Jericho stayed, and Vince McMahon is starting to sound not too happy about it. 
Um, and the fact he's he's still being supportive that Chris Jericho went back and stayed there and now wrestling and um, wrestling there and actually winning their promotional title. But now there's Chris Jericho also has this this tour where he, it's on a ship where every wrestler goes and wrestles for him on this ship. And the problem that it causes is because Vince McMahon takes any and all territories of wrestling seriously, and he and he watches them. And the two serious um, promotions right now on that that ship is Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling. And Impact Wrestling wrestling has been throwing shots at the WWE for years now. So this is very interesting that Chris Jericho is now working alongside with them. And maybe Chris Jericho will get signed to Impact Wrestling as well because it's been reported that Chris Jericho is supposed to sign with them because Don Callis and him are best friends and real-life best friends at, at that. And Don Callis runs everything about the creative control of the Impact Wrestling. And he he's looking to, uh, to sign uh, Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho, like I said, is best friends with him for many, many years. Many, many years. And... That might open up the door for New Japan to actually finally start wrestling in uh, Impact Wrestling and help the promotion out even more. Um, the WWE is taking that very, very, very hard, and they're watching all uh, territories to see if they're going to uh, team up with Impact and Chris Jericho and anybody and try to try to you know take down the I guess the monopoly of WWE. Um, the WWE product has been dropping in sales, so I don't blame Vince for doing what he's doing, but I think he's feeling a little paranoid, and it's it's not really good to be paranoid. It's not good at all. Hopefully, he learns from this um, and, you know, grows and just takes it with, you know, with a grain of salt that every promotion, whether they be serious or not, is a promotion that you need to look at and sign some of the wrestlers because a lot of the wrestlers... Um, are a lot better than the wrestlers you got now. So do do keep in mind all those stuff. Um, but with that being said, guys, I want to end this podcast today. I'm gonna have another one up soon. Um, and I'll be talking about personal stuff that's going on and just overall general stuff. And just take a listen to it, but take a listen to this as well. Uh, it's gonna be a good night tonight. So. I'm sorry. Strap in your seatbelts and enjoy the ride.